0: Welcome to New in Nashville. This is your host, Elam Freeman. I'm a commercial real estate broker and yoga instructor based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a Nashville native who has spent time living in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. I have also traveled to all 50 states and visited nearly every U.S. metropolitan city bigger than Nashville. I am crazy about Nashville's growth and what natives, newcomers, and tourists have the knowledge they need to keep up with our city's pace. This episode of New in Nashville is sponsored by Nashville Fit Magazine, Nashville's first and only magazine focused on keeping our residents fit, healthy, and active. As the go-to source for all things health and wellness in Music City, Nashville Fit Magazine is a lifestyle publication running stories on gyms, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, and more. I personally love the way they have created events to bring Nashville's fitness community together in a way that didn't priorly exist. Connect with them online at NashvilleFitMagazine.com or on Instagram at NashvilleFit. This week's episode is part two of a two-part series about exploring Nashville through its neighborhood art crawls. As with the co-working episodes, I did not intend to do two episodes on the art crawls, but once I started creating content, I realized these cultural events provide such a lens into the neighborhoods in which they are held that two episodes were necessary. If you tuned in to the part one on the art crawls, you know I am not an art aficionado. If you are looking to hear about the art part, be warned that I'll mostly be talking about the crawl. With that, let's get started. In the last episode, we discussed the Downtown Franklin Art Crawl and the Downtown Nashville Art Crawl. The only competing nights for art crawls is the first Saturday of each month. In addition to the Downtown Nashville Art Crawl, this is also the night that the Wedgwood Houston Art Crawl occurs. Originally, the Wedgwood Houston Crawl started out as a Downtown Art Crawl after party when Fort Houston was housed at Cummins Station, which is within walking distance of the Avenue of the Arts where the downtown crawl is held. Since that time, Fort Houston has moved twice within the Wedgwood-Houston neighborhood and has helped create what is now Arts and Music at Wedgwood-Houston, which is also a first Saturday art crawl and personally my favorite of the six crawls we are discussing. I highly recommend not trying to fit in both the downtown art crawl and Wedgwood-Houston art crawl in the same night as you have to drive between the two, and I can barely hit all the Wedgwood Houston galleries at one time, let alone trying to fit it in with another crawl. When you do decide to commit to the Wedgwood Houston crawl, I would do your best to get there right at 6, as there is some walking and driving if you choose to go to Fort Houston involved. If you start out at Fort Houston, make sure to take a look inside the loading dock, which was started by the owners of Five String Furniture. I talk in depth about Fort Houston on our episode titled Nashville Coworking 101 Local Concepts, so check that out if you want to learn more about the place. As for the art crawl, artists on display differ each time. At the February crawl, there was a photo booth, several different artisans, and a bar with wine, beer, and specialty vodka drinks. There were also lots of families, so if you have kids, this would be a great event to take them to. Once you have spent time exploring Fort Houston, head on over to the heart of Wedgwood, Houston, where you can park in the parking lot for Dozen Bakery and leave your car there the rest of the evening. Nashville Craft Distillery is worth trying out if they are open. Other than that, the other businesses, Dozen and Gabby's, in this part of the neighborhood are generally closed, but this is subject to change. That being said, there are three galleries, one of which is a co-op gallery featuring multiple different artists and little nooks. Zeitgeist and David Lusk are more open, but just as buzzy. At the February crawl, Zeitgeist was pouring samples of Disc and Cider, which will be opening up their brick and mortar in the next few months. Also note that Slim and Huskies has plans to open up a location across the street from Zeitgeist, David Lusk, and Dozen, so this will liven up this district of the art crawl in future months. If you are listening to this after May 2018, Sassafras and Diskin are probably open by now, and I recommend you taking a right and turn left on Merit. When you get to the intersection, you will see Corsair Distillery to your right. Fun fact, they host a yoga and whiskey event in their barrel room once a year, which is very steamy in the summer, and your ticket includes a post-class spirits tasting. Now back on track. Right across from Corsair, you will see Sassafras, Sassafras a market that I believe will do wonders for the neighborhood. The owner, Sarah, raised seed funding through Women. Sassafras's website states that it is a micro-grocery that encourages people to shop more frequently and to be mindful of where their food is sourced, who is distributing it, and how long it's been on the shelf. Once you turn left on Martin, you will see a strip of empty retail shops that are soon to be filled with services including a real estate office and a tailor. As you keep walking on your left, you will pass the and building going up. It is also just a matter of time until the Kirby Welding building on your right becomes something cool. Once you get to Humphrey Street, turn right on Martin, where you can enter into a rotating exhibit hosted by the Snap Community Center. Once you are done at Snap, walk up the hill until you hit Brown Street, where you can check out Julia Martin's gallery on the corner of Humphrey and Brown. Both spaces have rotating exhibits that can range from digital media to modern art. At this point, you may be looking at your clock and realizing it's nearly 9 o'clock. Rather than trying to rush to finish all the other galleries, plan to come back next month, where I would recommend you park on Brown Street, and possibly by that time, Jackalope will have their new taproom open at the corner of Houston and Brown so you can treat yourself to a pre-crawl brew. Of note, local groups, the Solar Sisters of Old Glory and 308, and the Chandler Brothers of Sportsman's Grill, Gerst House, and the Old Melrose Billiards, have concepts slated for this intersection as well. Articles with more info on these will be linked to the show notes. After passing Jackalope's new brewing facility, walk into Houston Station at the entrance to the right of Hemingway's. From here, make sure you check out both floors where you will find everything from a nonprofit aerial studio to a Pilates studio to a co working space. The exciting thing is that they all display art and open up their doors to join in on the festivities. In addition to the art hanging on the wall, the building has beautiful architectural design that can be appreciated. From here, you should go to track one. While there are ways to get there on foot by not taking the main roads it takes some maneuvering so i will leave listeners to their own discretion on this either way find the entrance to track one at the corner of chestnut and fourth seed space which has recently started a hyperlocal podcast sometimes opens up their space in addition the owner of track one will sometimes rent larger vacant spaces out to artists for a very low fee as a contribution to the arts and the community After you have explored Track 1, the adventurous type may want to head down to the corner of 3rd and Chestnut, where a gallery called Poverty in the Arts can be found operating out of an old house. Ground Floor Gallery can also be found in an old industrial building by walking down 4th Avenue, but this walk is not one for the faint of heart, as I have found them not consistently open. If you are the average person who wants to have a relaxing Saturday night, as opposed to a hunt... I would recommend heading back to the area where you parked. Here is where the party really goes on. At the February art crawl, Hemingway's and Bastion were packed to the brim, so much so that Hemingway's had an hour and a half wait for food and Bastion wouldn't let people through the doors. It is certainly timely that so many new concepts have recently announced a move into the neighborhood. In conclusion, the Wedgwood-Houston art crawl is my favorite because it is organized but not too organized. You will find that there are always surprises, sometimes for the better or for the worse, but there is really no better way to experience the energy of up-and-coming Wedgwood Houston than to walk the street and maybe stumble on some amazing art, or better yet, get into a conversation with a fascinating artist. I hope that you will still want to learn about the other crawls now that I have disclosed my favorite of them all. The good news is that the next three we will discuss are on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th Saturdays of the month, so they will not interfere with going to the Wedgwood-Houston Art Crawl. The Art Crawl taking place on the 2nd Saturday, known as 2nd Saturday Stumble, is up next for discussion. This crawl takes place in East Nashville and is the most spread out of them all. In full disclosure, I have not been to the second Saturday Stumble in over a year, so my chatter on the subject is heavily based on research. The Stumble is loosely organized by Gallery Luperza, which is located on Gallatin right across from the Octopus Building. Their website states, The second Saturday of each month is East Nashville's art crawl, the East Side Art Stumble. Galleries and art businesses all over East Nashville and Inglewood host exhibitions and openings that are free to the public. Other venues may be participating. Check your favorite East Nashville businesses' social media to keep up to date. The post goes on to cite eight businesses that are involved. If you have spent any time in East Nashville, you know that it is Nashville's hub for creative businesses, so there must be more on board. As much as I love the hunt, I personally find it a little labor-intensive to check every business in my preparation for the crawl. In addition, even the businesses listed on the website are pretty spread out from one another, so if you want to hit more than half of them, you must drive. That being said, East Nashville has a great nightlife scene, and if you are okay with making the stumble the start to your night, you may find that bar hopping to some of Nashville's most inventive cocktail bars is more of an artistic experience than you may have thought. If you're like me and geek out over watching a $14 cocktail be made— then head on over to the Urban Cowboy, Attaboy, or the Fox Bar and Cocktail Lounge. Rosemary and the Beauty Queen and Number 308 are also very vibey, but a little less drink-forward. Somewhat related is East Nashville's restaurateurs' efforts to recently band together to create East Nashville Restaurant Week. This is somewhat of a spinoff of Nashville Originals Restaurant Week, where restaurants provide specials to entice customers to try new spots. Such an effort is exciting to see in a neighborhood so rich in the city's food talent. Such movements show great sign that a neighborhood is really banding together as a community and I believe will continue to help East Nashvilleans maintain their neighborhood's identity. One of my favorite events in the community is the Beehive Dinner hosted at the East Room. The East Room is a live music venue and hosts the Beehive Dinners on the first Monday of the month in efforts to bring the community together. A percentage of sales benefits a different local charity, such as my personal favorite, Walk Bike Nashville. All meals are also plant-based, which is a nice alternative to fundraisers I have experienced in the past that don't put any emphasis on the quality of the food. The third Saturday of the month brings you to the Germantown Art Crawl. One thing I really appreciate about this crawl is that it is all housed in one building, 100 Taylor Arts Collective. Because the crawl is all indoors, it is one of the few art events that you can comfortably attend on a rainy day. It is also much more feasible to see all of the art displayed within the three hours the galleries are open. In competition with East Nashville, Germantown houses some of Nashville's best culinary talent, so you have ample opportunity to hit a great restaurant before or after your art tour. The neighborhood is already bustling on a Saturday night, but with the added traffic the Crawl brings in, I would advise making a reservation at a restaurant of your choice. The Taylor Street building is also attached to the Bearded Iris Brewery, which stays open until 11 p.m. on Saturday nights and will sometimes have special events in their taproom surrounding the Art Crawl. The Crawl has invested in the community by fundraising for a local school with a high homeless and mobile population. In fall of 2017, The group partnered with local Germantown businesses, Bits and Pieces, to paint a mural on their building in efforts to raise funds for the elementary school. The crowdfunding campaign is still live, and they have raised over $4,000. Since The Crawl has not been one I have attended as frequently as some others, I thought I would do a little research on its origins. The Crawl was founded by Anthony Billups and his wife, Katie, and Dan Blockman. Katie is a holistic health coach at Germantown Business, Poppy and Monroe, while Anthony is a musician and a mural artist. What is more Nashville than that? Some might think athletes and artists don't have any overlap, but not for Anthony. His whole life, he thought he was going to be a professional baseball player. At the age of 17, he could throw over 90 miles per hour. However, that dream ended when he went temporarily blind. During that time, he picked up the guitar, started writing, and fell in love with music. After he regained his sight, he moved to Nashville to continue his collegiate baseball career while majoring in art. In an interview with Anthony, he said he chose art as a major because that was the quickest major to get through school. Now he has been making a living as a professional artist for 10 years. The third founder of the Germantown Art Crawl is one of the contributors to the rich food and beverage scene in Germantown. There are certainly no shortage of restaurateurs and hospitality groups coming to Nashville from Chicago, but Dan and his family were some of the first to make moves in the recent restaurant craze. When Dan and his wife Stacy moved to Nashville in 2011, they fell in love with the culture, friendly people, and the hybrid of a small-town, big-city feel. They said, everything was perfect except one thing, we really missed our Chicago food. This feeling spurred them to start making pizzas at home and share them with others. After receiving lots of positive feedback, they began dreaming about opening a place of their own. They wanted to find a spot where they could not only cook Chicago food, but where the space would also remind them of Chicago. After months of searching, they found their home in a space that reminded them of the streets of Chicago. Personally, one thing I love about the Germantown neighborhood is the way that the residential and commercial districts are truly intermixed with one another. I suspect this is what attracted Dan and his family to the neighborhood as well. Just five short months after opening 312 Pizza, Dan and Stacy partner with the Nashville restaurant investor behind the pharmacy to open Tempered European Indulgence. The Bachmans seemed to be committed to bringing in a variety of cultures into the Germantown neighborhood. When opening up Tempered European Indulgence, they brought in Chef Chelsea Gunn, who is a graduate of Le Cordon Bleu in Paris. The Bachmans didn't stop there. Just a few months after opening the Chocolate Cafe, they announced they would be turning the cafe into an absinthe bar at night. Stacy told the Tennessean, we're going to do a really heavy focus on absinthe. We'll have traditional drip in the whole absinthe ritual with education and people will learn how to do it properly. The absinthe bar is called the Green Hour and has drinks for absinthe and non-absinthe drinkers alike. They also incorporate chocolates into the nighttime menu, which is a perfect way for non-drinkers to enjoy a night out. In case you are ever at Trivia and are asked for Chicago's area code, Thanks to the Bachman's Pizza Restaurant, you will have it instilled in your mind forever. It should be further noted that the Bachmans have made their first move out of Germantown to Nolensville Road, where they will open their second outpost of 312 in the same building rehab where their Germantown neighbor, Red Bicycle Coffee, has done a second location. Now back to the art crawl. The website states that the goal of the Germantown art crawl is to become a part of the amazing lineup of art, events in Nashville like the Downtown, WeHo, and Eastside Art Crawls to provide another night where we can showcase local artists, local beer, local music, and local businesses. Phillips says that he hopes that the Germantown Art Crawl will be similar to the vibe of a street festival like Oktoberfest but with art and music. The Germantown Art Crawl may not have yet received as much traction and momentum as some other neighborhoods but I believe we will see this change in 2018 due to the development surrounding the immediate area. Surrounding the Taylor Street Arts Building and Bearded Iris Brewery will be a development called Hammer Mill, which will be home to three Ford Fry restaurants, a sushi restaurant with outposts in Atlanta, Charleston, and Charlotte called Oku, Nashville's Shed Gym, and Atlanta Popsicle Company called King of Pops. The development will also include 7,000 square feet of creative office space, which is sure to draw attention to this section of the neighborhood. Personally, I hope this new development will draw attention to both the Germantown art scene as well as draw people to use the greenway who otherwise may not have realized it so conveniently runs through and connects Germantown to downtown and Rolling Mill Hill. Last but not least is the Jefferson Street Art Crawl, Which is held every fourth Saturday of the month. The Jefferson Street Art Crawl spans about a mile and a half from the Hadley Park neighborhood to Garden Brunch Cafe. The Crawl has a shuttle that will take you from place to place if you don't feel like walking three miles throughout the night. The Crawl is a great way to learn more about Nashville's African American art community. If you arrive before dark, you can take in the murals along Jefferson Street, thanks to the expertise of my friend Theron who runs the Nashville Public Art Blog, I have become much more educated on murals on Jefferson Street and throughout the rest of the city. On his blog, Theron tells us that the recent increase in murals in the Jefferson Street Corridor is due to the work of North Collective. North's website states that they are a multimedia creative team based in Nashville who uses public art to address social issues as well as the unique cultural and historical aspects of respective neighborhoods. North also hosts social and interactive events surrounding the arts to effectively engage community members. When you do make it to The Crawl, I highly suggest you load Theron's blog on your phone to read about the eight different murals that he has highlighted along the corridor. Many of the galleries serve up some nice soul food, and you can always be sure that Garden Brunch will be dishing out some nice treats from their menu. But if you find you still have an appetite after The Crawl, Get some authentic hot chicken at Helen's. Be forewarned that this is truly spicy. Furthermore, it is worth noting that Bongo Java will soon be opening in the middle of Jefferson Street right by Fisk University. As you can see, there is a lot of great art and opportunities to explore new neighborhoods through the crawls. Since I have only been to some of these crawls a few times, I'd love to hear your feedback about your experiences. As I noted in the first episode on art crawls, the best way to stay up to date on details specific to that month is by following different social media accounts, which I will link in the show notes. I hope this episode has given you a good education on developments happening in Wedgwood, Houston, East Nashville, Germantown, and on Jefferson Street. Be sure to block off your Saturday nights in April to have a new and Nashville filled weekend at the art crawls. I'd love to know your opinions, and if you are more of an art critic than I am, please share your opinions from that perspective as well. Please reach out to share your experiences with us by emailing newinnashvillepodcast at gmail.com. You can also sign up for our mailing list and access our social media at www.newinnashvillepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, please review and subscribe on iTunes and refer our podcast to a friend today. Thanks again to Nashville Fit Magazine for sponsoring this week's program. Don't forget to pick up their latest issue at your local gym and to connect with them at NashvilleFitMagazine.com or on Instagram at NashvilleFit. Thank you to Jared Anderson of Evergreen Productions for producing and engineering our podcast. Thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. The music in this episode is provided by Carrie Ann Larson. She is a singer songwriter who strives to write songs that people hear their own stories in. You can find her music, including her latest single Fairweather Friend on all digital platforms.